We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I am Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Pat. And Jason, what a day for the Bulls. Big news dropping. Zach Levine out for the year. He's undergoing right foot surgery. And it's going to be a four to six month recovery for Zach to get back. Uh, That means he will miss the rest of this season. Uh, just wild stuff. The Bulls also played a game against the Sacramento Kings where they were down 30 points in the third quarter, came back, made it a one possession game with under a minute left, but the Bulls couldn't hold on. So the Kings beat them in that game, 123-115. Uh, I think the Levine injury news is the big stuff of the day. There's a lot to get into with that. Uh, but, you know, even in this game, the Bulls still showed that they can be competitive, which is all our, our tourist kind of show this <laughs> right. to keep this team together. So with the trade deadline coming on Thursday, February 8th, uh, the Bulls are now without Zach Levine for the rest of the year to right foot surgery. We know they're already missing Lonzo Ball. They're missing Patrick Williams, who may not play again all year because he is a mysterious foot injury. And you wonder, Jace, will this change the Bulls thinking coming into the trade deadline? I think all of us can sit here and roll our eyes and be super skeptical of that. I know that's my first reaction. But wow, what a day for the franchise. So, Jace, when you first heard the news, uh, what was your reaction? I mean, it's a disaster. Uh, like, it it did. It was very strange, was it, a couple days ago when they came out and were like, oh, Zach's ankle's fine, but the foot thing is coming up again. So it was like... Like, what is the what's what's going on here? Like, what is the deal? And they said initially it'd be another week or so. Uh, and then now um, out for the year, four to six months. And like the report, the way it was like reported or the way it was like announced, it was like Zach in conjunction with Clutch Sports and Rich Paul, like they've decided to undergo this and in- undergo the surgery. And uh, Billy Donovan was the one who kind of took the first questions about it. 
Uh, and he, I mean, he kind of said the same stuff, like, you know, like, like it kills him. He w- would love to play, but they've made this decision. They think this is the best decision moving forward. Um, AK nowhere to be found once again, hiding from the media again, as usual, like you would think like for a huge, like, like injury like this ahead of the trade deadline, maybe the lead decision maker can come out and say a few words again, AK usually whatever he talks, it usually doesn't mean anything, but like for such a situation, like a huge moment like this. Maybe the lead executive can talk. Nope, nowhere to be found. Billy Donovan, as always, is the she- is the guy who kind of shields him and answers all these questions. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just a, and just brutal for Zach Levine. It's been a, just a terrible, awful nightmare season for Zach Levine. Comes out, doesn't play well. We accuse him of sandbagging. I mean, he was sandbagging. And then he gets this injury, and I know like a lot of us accused him of maybe was this injury real? Are the Bulls just like whatever kind of slow playing this for a trade clearly this injury very real it's costing him the rest of the season uh and just brutal and now just for him it's brutal in this uh in this season uh to basically a, a lost season for him and then for the bulls just like yeah like he's you can't i mean you're not going to trade him now like no one's going to trade for him now are they going to be able to trade him in the off season i don't know like four to six months like so best case scenario he's Maybe ready to go in the summer. Maybe he can pass a physical like around the draft or free agency. Like maybe they can try to trade him again in the offseason. Like at this point, you have to assume he hasn't played another. He won't play another game for the Bulls. But maybe, maybe they just can't trade him. I don't know. Like he might just be untradeable right now until he can actually come back and play. I don't know. So like disaster on that front uh, for him for the team. And then in terms of like coming up on this trade deadline here, like. Like they've played pretty well without him. Again, they've been kind of meandering around as we talked about in our last pod for the last like month or two. And they're four games under right now. They're 23 and 27 after this loss. They got one more game before the trade deadline at home against the Timberwolves, a game probably lose. You don't know. They've, they've been competitive, but like if they go into the trade deadline, five games under 500, uh, the Hawks all of a sudden have kind of crept up on them. They're a half game back on them. Now they've won four in a row. Uh, so they're only, the Bulls are only a half game ahead of them for the 10 seed. And the Nets have, Ben, with Ben Simmons back, they've played a little better. So, like, maybe the Bulls, like, aren't totally locked into that nine like we thought. I don't know. But either way, like, we know what the ceiling of this, of this team is. Like, so, like, ultimately, this probably shouldn't change anything from what we think. But, like, maybe it does actually change what the Bulls think. And, like, I almo- I'm also curious what DeMar DeRozan thinks about where this is all heading now. Like, I like, I know there's been, like, whatever talk about are him and Zach, like, the best fit together yada 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 but now with zach now definitely done and like his future and huge question like and damar and if the bulls do go look to like whatever okay maybe they do start actually taking like serious offers for caruso and some other veterans like like what is like does does damar tell them like are if you're going to do this like trade me too i'm very curious if they do that because like i don't think the bulls want to trade damar but like if they do start maybe selling off some guys, which I'm still skeptical dogs should do, like maybe DeMar tells them, like, hey, I want out too. Like, I want to go play for a better team. So um the Bulls do have like this is a disaster. The Bulls do have kind of an opportunity here to maybe just use this, like, hey, like, we're gonna just reset this thing. We're gonna Zach's not gonna go anywhere, whatever, but maybe they can trade him in the offseason. We're gonna trade a Caruso, trade Andre Drummond, trade some of these other veterans. Maybe they trade DeMar. You play out the rest of the year whatever Kobe White's been great he had another great game tonight you play with you let the young guys play Vooch can stick around and do whatever and maybe you make the play and maybe you don't 
and then just kind of go forward from there and see what you can do with Zach in the offseason. Uh, and may, and theoretically, I mean, what they probably should do is they probably next season probably should be a tanking season. Like, I don't like tanking. Like, uh, I'm not a big proponent of it, but like, given where they are and given the fact that they owe their 2025 draft pick to the San Antonio Spurs top eight, I think it is next year, they need to keep that pick. <laughs> so, like, they should probably look to do like a one year kind of reset tank job. Um, try to get Cooper flag if you don't. You know more about other guys in that draft than I do, but um, try to keep that pick, get a young prospect, you know, reset your books with Zach off the books, get clear out other salary when if when you can, and then kind of move forward with Kobe White. With Pat. We'll see what happens with Patrick Williams. I know a lot of people are like, Pat's next. Like He's going to be the next guy. They're like, oh, he's done for the season. But if they keep Patrick Williams running, you have Kobe, Pat, Io, uh, and then maybe you get a good draft pick in the next a couple good bring in some other young guys in the next couple of years and try to build the team from there. So like it's a bummer for Zach. Like this is how it ends for him in Chicago. I mean, it was trending towards a bummer no matter what, but uh really rough day for the franchise for sure. God, I got a million thoughts here, but yeah. Let's lead off with what Billy said about Zach when he addressed the media today. Billy said, quote, I think the discomfort in his foot was at a place where I think he just didn't feel like he had any chance of being himself and really contributing. And I think that was really frustrating and hard for him. So personally, I feel bad for him. Okay, so this is Billy's explanation for why Zach decided to have the surgery and to shut it down. So I got a lot of sympathy for that. Like, the most important thing for Zach is his long-term health. Like, the Bulls are so far beyond saving this year yeah. that if Zach felt like playing hurt the rest of this season was going to do long-term damage to his foot, I absolutely agree with the idea and the decision to have the surgery and to shut him down than risk future injury. And Billy went on to describe it as something around like the fifth metatarsal of the foot. That's like a really bad injury. You do not want that. That would totally alter the trajectory of his career. So uh, if anyone is upset at Zach for choosing to have the surgery and the way this was reported, that it was Zach's decision in conjunction with Clutch, in conjunction with the Bulls doctors. And that's why... Uh, Zach decided to have the surgery, but I think, you know, the most important thing for him is his health. And so I totally understand that decision. However, Jason, if Zach Levine was on the precipice of being dealt to the Los Angeles Lakers, do you think he would have had this surgery? I mean, me and you uh, can only sort of uh, speculate on what that would mean. But given what we've heard about the Levine market to this point, the Lakers do not want him. It was pretty much Pistons or bust with only a week to go before the deadline. So I am curious, did that play into Zach's decision to decide to shut it down for the year and have the surgery? And either way, I think if you look at Levine's year as a whole with the Bulls, I think it's fair to say Zach Levine quit on the team. And that's because he essentially requested a trade, told the team he was open to being traded just a handful of games into the season. His play fell off a cliff from where it was at the end of last year, the last 60 games of last season. Zach was absolutely phenomenal. He had his best game of his career last season in the play-in tournament to beat the Raptors. 
Uh, and then, you know, requesting a trade so early into this year, his play being so far diminished, him having this uh, foot injury, rehabs it, it ends up, be- then, you know, he has an ankle injury, and apparently he re-aggravated the foot injury while rehabbing the ankle injury. So that's kind of like yeah. how he came to his decision to shut it down. Uh, I just think that, you know, it's disappointing for the fan base and for the organization that you paid him like a franchise player and we've seen him play hurt before we know he's a pretty tough guy but it just didn't seem like he really carried a commitment to the franchise that paid him a contract that pays him 50 million dollars a year like if you're the franchise player uh there should be some elevated expectations that sort of comes with that right so uh, in general, I think it's a really disappointing year for Zach. I do think it's certainly possible he could come back next year and still be really good. He's about to turn 29 years old, so he'll be 29-30 next season. If he rehabs the foot, comes back completely healthy, he could be really good still. But what I'm nervous about, Jason, is that now he is on the verge of his entire body breaking down. So many injuries now at this point. Like We've he, talked about how we've thought the injury stuff with him has been overblown, but this is now what? Two knee 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 surgeries, now a foot surgery. Uh, he said what? Two? Now he did not have any any surgeries at the end of last season, right? There was nothing. He was fine. He was really good at the end of the season, but like two of the last three years, he's had surgery. Uh, I think two years ago he had surgery. I think going into the off season or like in the off season. Now this foot, like the injury, the surgeries are racking up. Uh, the miles racking up. The surgeries are racking up. So like. The injury prone thing, like while he's played through a lot of stuff and like he hasn't missed that many games like before the season outside of like whatever he missed like most of a season because of ACL stuff a while ago. But like now with this added to it, too, like, yeah, I, I think legitimate injury concerns now for sure. So here's the thing. Are they going to be able to move off him before the trade deadline? Almost definitely. No, no. Are they going to be able to move off him in the yeah. summer? I'm still thinking like 90 percent chance. No. Because if you're another team, it's like, all right, Levine just had, he just played a 25-game season where he was terrible. Like, his numbers were significantly diminished from where they were at his peak. So now it's like, why don't you prove, like, why don't you make him prove he's healthy before you give up anything at all for him? Because he still has three years, $130 million left on that deal. And that was a deal signed before the NBA agreed to a new CBA. Now, those rules are much more punitive for exceeding the highest thresholds of the luxury tax. So uh, you can understand teams' cautions. I'm not sure if the Bulls could even salary dump him right now after this injury. Yeah, I mean, KC, I wonder, KC was taught, he wrote, what, yesterday, two days ago, that the, the Bulls have to atta- might have to attach an asset to do it, uh, which we, like, laughed at, and we've, like, mocked that for a long time. And, and like, now, like, there have been like rumblings. I feel like that the medicals were were bad. Jason, clearly the medicals were bad. That that I would not do. That yeah. would be you know the, it, it, certainly not if it's another first round pick. Maybe if it's someone like Andre Drummond, and that's considered an asset. Uh, you know, you can yeah. trade him, sure. But uh, so it, here's my big question: Levine, is he going to come back next year excited to be part of the Bulls? No. no. No, no, he's not going to be. And he's your highest paid player. He's your best player. You don't know what's going to happen to DeRozan. He's still the face of the team. So basically, like, 
the only sort of optimistic scenario, the way this could play out, is for Levine to come back next year and kill it and to be, you know, a fantastic scoring two guard again, perform at his peak levels. But I wonder how realistic that is when he doesn't seem fully engaged in terms of his mentality and his commitment to the Bulls. So that's why I think this is a gigantic fucking disaster. And I think the Bulls are deeply, deeply screwed by this news. Uh, you know, a foot injury like this for Zach is is really bad. Three years, $130 million left on his contract. Uh, one more injury. If he has one more injury next year, Jason, no one is ever going to touch this contract. That's my fear, at least. And that's me speculating, but that's I mean, my fear. It might be at this point. At that point already, again, like he had a knee surgery after two seasons ago. He now he has a foot surgery now. Like, again, this stuff is adding up. And like the throw in the fact that he did not play well the season before it. And he doesn't want to doesn't seem to want to be in Chicago anymore, which, again, I, I get it. I don't whatever. Uh, yeah, just like the market was bad now. What's the marking? I mean, I guess you get another um, whatever, another year off the deal, at least. But like still like. Well, yeah, who's gonna Three want years 130 is a long time, man. Yeah, like you're like again, hypothetically, it's gonna be... go ahead. Hypothetically, go ahead. the Bulls could win the 2025 draft lottery, get Cooper Flag, and you would have the first two years of Flag's career where he's saddled with the burden <laughs> of Zach Levine's contract. Like, hey, maybe if Zach comes back and be. plays all right, maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing if you have Zach Kobe for and Cooper, sure. Like, I don't know, but for like, sure. It's just hard to be optimistic about Zach's situation at all right now because he played so poorly before the injury. He didn't want to be here, and now he has this long-term injury, surgery, another surgery. Uh, and yeah, and when he comes back, is he going to be like? How is he going to be any good? Is this going to diminish his athleticism and his ability even more? Throw in the fact that he d- still doesn't probably want to be here. He probably still wants a new opportunity somewhere else. And you mentioned the stuff about the, like the Pistons, uh, and like I saw a lot of people like saying like, "Oh my god!" Like making jokes. Like Zach found out he was going to go to the Pistons, and he basically and now he decided to get the surgery. Like I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure he's actually very hurt and like needs this surgery. Like. If he was about to go to the Lakers, would he not get the surgery? Man, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't want to like defame the guy like that. Like, uh, but a lot of people were making that joke that I was like, oh my, like, because like obviously, like Zach doesn't want to be with the Bulls anymore, and like, and then he's gonna end up with the six and forty three Pistons or whatever they are, seven and forty three Pistons, like a complete joke of a franchise. Like, that obviously not be the best situation for him, but. I don't I'm not going to go like that far into conspiracy land with this sur- this decision to get this surgery. But uh, I mean, clearly there was like no other market for him. Casey in his article today wrote about that. The Bulls and Pistons had confirmed that they had been talking that he mentioned like a Bogdanovich Joe Harris like package. The Bulls were not going to get Jaden Ivey uh, or any of those uh, like whatever those young guys like it was going to be guys who could maybe help you this year and then salary relief for the most part. And I mean, I, he didn't even mention a first round pick, but I would hope they would have gotten a first round pick, but that's off the table. Like there's no reason for the Pistons to do that right now. Like, I mean, I guess maybe they could because like whatever the Pistons are going to have a ton of cap space that they probably won't be able to use it on anybody. And like, they're not going They're obviously the one of the worst, like theoretically the Pistons could still make this trade and like, all right, he's out for the rest of the year. 
they have six fucking wins or whatever it is. Like they don't care about the rest of the season. Like they can hope that he comes back next season and can help them next season. But like, why, I mean, why even do it now? You can wait until the off season and probably still make a similar trade. Like there's no reason to make this trade now. So like it's almost certainly not happening. So ultimately, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks for Zach. It sucks for the bulls. Um, and it's just like hard to see where this goes now. And like, I mean, there's still so many question marks and I don't know, man, it's brutal. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, I totally want to reiterate that if Zach felt like playing on this foot was going to be to the detriment of his long-term health, like shutting it down is a no-brainer decision. And I totally support that. I do think it's fair to question his commitment to the team, though. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Moving forward. Yeah. Because he basically told the team he was open to a trade. So that's what's disappointing. And uh, now, you know, what do the Bulls do from here? With the trade deadline coming February 8th, I think like you alluded to at the top of the show, they got to blow it up. Like this is a golden opportunity to trade Caruso. Zach Lowe said on his recent podcast that he keeps hearing everyone wants Caruso. Uh, You got to trade Caruso. This is the peak of his value. And what you do is you say Caruso goes to the highest bidder. Yeah. Get all the offers you can get. And if so many teams want him, then there should be some incentive to get some really high bids in there. Sell Caruso for the best package you can. A package should prioritize first-round draft picks, good first-round draft picks, if possible, and a young player. So if you could get one decent first-round draft pick and a young player, I think that that would be a tremendous trade for the Bulls. 
to give them some assets back. I would absolutely trade DeRozan too. And I've kind of gone back and forth on this because I really do appreciate what DeRozan brings to the team. Yeah. At the end of the day, dude, this era of Bulls basketball. It needs to just go. It needs cooked. to be done. It needs it's to be completely done. cooked. Yeah. So, like, he's a impending free agent. Just trade him. Yeah. Get some assets for him. Sell him off to the highest bidder. I am curious if they can get uh, a first for him. I Like, if you can get a first for DeMar, I think you just got to take it. Like, if not, I'm totally fine keeping DeMar around. Uh, I think you might be able to still get a sign and trade in the offseason. I, I have, I guess it depends on where, like what he is prioritizing as well. Like I mentioned earlier here, like how does he feel about this situation now? Like if the bulls do trade Caruso, if they do start selling off some other guys and with Zach out and with Zach's situation just so in flux, like does DeMar just want, does he want to stay here? And like on this team, that's not going nowhere. Like even if the bulls paid him, like, I know the Bulls, he's so he means right now so much more to the Bulls than like most other teams. And the Bulls, like, are they willing to pay him more than other teams? Like, is this is that is that what he wants? Does he just want to get paid? Like his last few seasons have been very good. Like, does he want one more big paycheck? Or will he prioritize winning? Because if he prioritizes winning, he should ask out right now. He should tell AK, like, I want to trade right now. Like, I'm done. I'm done with this team. Like, send me to somewhere good. Uh, and the, hopefully the Bulls would be able to get something for him. We don't know what he, what he's thinking. He didn't talk today, did he? I haven't seen any quotes from him. I'd have to look. I'd have to look at the Twitter accounts, but I hadn't seen anything from him yet. Um, but I am very curious, like where his mind is at about this whole thing, because uh, I would definitely, yeah, I would absolutely look to trade him if you can get a first form. You should take it. If not, like I'm not gonna. I don't want to just like dump Demar for like a couple seconds or whatever. Like that's not great for what he's given you and like what his value. He's still a really good player. Uh, but so, Jace, like, so, you know what, this offseason, you basically can't keep Levine, Patrick Williams, and DeRozan because it will put them way over the luxury tax. Yeah. So yeah. DeRozan is the impending free agent. Levine's already under contract. At this point, it seems like you can't even salary dump him. If you're choosing between Patrick Williams and DeRozan, I would hope they take Patrick Williams just because he's so much younger and he's the first ever draft pick of the Karnaschovas era. And to me, that's a no-brainer decision that they should keep Pat, even though DeMar is obviously the much, much, much better And player. Pat has this injury question hanging over him as well. Like I'm, I am very curious to see in the next few days if we hear anything more about this Patrick Williams injury. They Pat's said not going to play again. He's not playing again. This season? You think he's going to be the next? I don't think he's playing season? again this season, yeah. So a what's cute bone edema, Jason? What is that? Only a Bulls player could... Could acquire that injury. I mean, it's Jesus Christ, he's really scared. The last few years with these freaking, I mean, the last, whatever, decade of Bulls injuries here. We have Zach with this thing. We have Patrick Williams and his edema. We have Lonzo. We have Javante Green. We obviously have all this stuff with Derrick Rose. Uh, just all these funky ass injuries. Just like Luol Deng is, yeah. The spinal tap is yeah, perhaps the, spinal the most tap, famous of them like, all. The Bulls like, basically call them uh soft in a press release back <laughs> yeah. before they got really good i think that was the year before they hired tibbs where they basically put out a press release and called him soft uh yeah. a sheik had a bunch of crazy stuff he played on they played they played they cleared him to play on like a broken leg i think was what the deal was with him or something like that but yeah i mean just all these funky ass injuries like again like I don't want to make excuses, but I mean, some of this shit has been just like really unfortunate and unlucky for like these teams. And of course, no excusing the the inactivity of this front office. But so like, again, yeah, no excusing it. So like now with what's going on here, 
even more of an impetus to like, all right, let's start move. Let's start moving forward to the next iteration of this team. Um, like I said, you trade Caruso. You're not going to trade Zach, whatever. You, you can try to trade him in the offseason. You trade Caruso. Trade Andre Drummond. Trade Javon Carter. See if you can get a first-round pick for DeMar DeRozan. Um, Vooch, I don't think, is going to get you anything. Like, Vooch can stay. That's fine. Whatever. You need some vets around. I don't want to just go, like, full young guys. Like, it's still good to have some veteran players on your team. Like, you don't want to go to, like, a full, like, total, total losing culture because we've seen teams, sh- like, try to do that sometimes, and, like, they just have, like, nothing but young guys, and they just lose and they lose, and they lose. Like, I don't want to like do that. I don't want to turn into a complete joke. And I think Kobe White's probably good enough at this point and a good enough leader where that wouldn't happen. But like, still, like Vooch staying around is totally fine. I'll trade him in the offseason. sure. But like, th- I don't need to like trade Vooch ahead of this deadline. But like, Caruso, Carter, Drummond, and if you can get something for Demar, you just move, kind of move on from this version of the team. It's not going anywhere. You maybe look to trade Zach in the offseason now. Uh, and you kind of, again, you set up next season for trying, I said, I don't want to say like, I don't want to like tank, tank, tank and be like, try to be the worst team in the league. But you probably got to try to get yourself in position to get Cooper flag or at the very least to keep your draft pick. Because if they, if I mean, if like the worst case scenario here is they come out next season and they win like 35 or 36 games and end up with like the ninth or 10th pick. And that goes to San Antonio. Like that would be a fucking absolute disaster uh for this t- for this franchise if they lost their pick next year like barely lose it like they either need to be really good next year or they need to keep that pick and like right now i don't know how they're going to be really good so like they need to figure out what they do to keep that pick and they have kobe white who is good but i don't think he's gonna be like good enough to carry a team like by himself to like a really good record and like so you run your young guys out there you bring it you have a few vets to help the team around but you lose enough games where you have a decent odds at cooper flag i said i don't want to be the worst team in the league but i mean if they were the worst team in the league whatever but one a one-year kind of whatever tank job and then whatever you have hopefully you have clear books you got kobe white you have some a few other decent young players hopefully if they if they bring pat back Maybe you use cap space for something. You get lucky in the draft and you kind of build from there. I think is that's probably that's the path right now, right? That's the probably the best path. I don't again. I don't know if that's the path that AK is going to take because I, from whatever we from what we've seen, they want to be comp- as competitive as possible. I don't know if they if they or if ownership have the stomach to take that kind of step back next season. They should because that should that would probably be better for the long term health and long term vision of this franchise. I don't know if they want to do that though. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to me, like, all right. The idea of keeping this team together is just totally crazy. They're drawing dad, but I could see AK being like, well, all we want is a chance to make the playoffs. And if we get into the plan, we have a chance to make the playoffs. So he decides to keep AC and DeRozan this year and the Bulls you know, even though they've played pretty well without Zach, like missing Pat is big too. So yeah, like, yeah, if he's out for the season. Yeah, if he's healthy, out for the season, like, like yeah, that's if a Pat huge comes, loss. If Pat comes back and is fully healthy and can get back to how he was playing in December, then, you know, maybe they could make some noise because I still don't think that the bottom of the East is that tough. But like the Hawks have more talent than the Bulls on aggregate. And you know, Brooklyn maybe doesn't, but still, like, just from a talent perspective, the Bulls, 
will not be favored in any of those games to win most likely. And yeah, man, I think they just got to, you know, they just got to blow it up. This is the perfect opportunity to do it, but Arturis is bad at his job. So I have no (laughs) faith in him to do what is the very obvious option. And uh, the more I think about it, I'm just pretty convinced that the bulls are just in such a bad position right now. Like, it's are rough. they in the worst position of any team in the league? Because they still owe this pick for DeRozan. The DeMar- yeah, that pick is that is like such a precarious like, situation. At least the Wizards already made their pivot. And, you know, they're one year into it. They're going to get another premium pick this year. They're going to get another premium pick in 25. They know they at least have a plan and they're committed to the plan. The Bulls have a plan, too. And that's to make it into the playing tournament. Which is a stupid fucking plan. I mean, <laughs> that plan is so dumb that only a Jerry Reinsdorf executive could concoct it in his mind. So the Bulls need to pivot from this plan. And they need to realize, God, you know, if the plan tournament didn't exist, they would just have no chance ever, right? So now I'm upset at the existence of the plan tournament because it is yeah, if they if the plan tournament did not Karnaschovas yeah. into thinking his team has a puncher's chance to accomplish his lifelong dreams of being pounded by the Boston Celtics in the first round. So if the if the playing tournament did not exist, the Bulls right now would be three and a half games behind the eight seed, the Orlando Magic, four games back in the loss column. Um and yeah, it's basically like you're hoping for a prayer to make up that uh, make up that de- uh difference in the last 30 games but since they are right now the nine seed only a half came up against uh, the hawks as i mentioned uh still you're in the postseason in the nine seed now so it's like yeah that should not be the ambition that should not be the goal um we do have a demar Derozan quote by the way uh he it was pretty cliche uh courtesy of our guy cody westerland let me pull it up again it was basically just like, oh, we believe in competing. It was, I mean, the most cliche thing you can ask for was basically like we believe can compete with anybody uh, in the league. Hold on, let me pull it up. I, I just had it. I went to see if Casey had anything else he didn't. It was, here we go. The guys that are in here compete. I got the utmost confidence and faith in that we can go out there and compete with anybody. So like the most cliche quote you can ask for, which is, I mean, that's fine. That's what he's going to say. Again, I wonder what he really thinks about that like he's not gonna come out and be like oh yeah like i want to trade now like i'm out of here like he's not gonna say that demar's professional uh he's a good guy he's not gonna do that but i mean i do wonder again if he's gonna in the next couple days the bulls don't play for a few days does he go to the front office and be like hey man like i'm out of here like or i'm not out of here like if you guys if you can trade me somewhere good like please do it's like before we wrap it up here on on that note Demar trades. If we want to go that, we've Caruso. We've talked about a lot. Demar, we've trades. We've talked about a little bit. But like Caruso can go, ba- can kind of plug in anywhere. So like basically any contender could use Caruso. Demar is a little different just because while Demar is you is the, whatever the better overall player, more talented overall player. is obviously still a really good scorer. He's one of your go to guys in clutch time. But the fit is not quite as seamless as Caruso with so many other teams. You can fit Caruso basically anywhere. He's plug and play easily. Demar is not like that. So. If you are looking to trade Demar, what do you, what do you think? Any any good like uh, destinations for Demar? Do you think? I think Philly would be a good fit for him, and I know that uh, your boy at ClutchPoints.com put out a report that Philly was interested in Demar, and then it was retracted. I believe. Yeah, that would be Brett Siegel. Yeah, he report. He said that 
Philly would like consider trading a first for Demar, and then he said, "Oh no, no, they would not." It was it was basically what I think he r- reported out there. So, w- which like the Philly situation is obviously so unique right now with the Embiid thing. So like, and the Embiid thing's super weird, and there's been just been so much weirdness around him. Like reported today that he has a displaced flap of his meniscus, which is apparently just a torn meniscus. Uh, could have just said that. So like. Who knows what the deal is with Embiid? Like, if Embiid's done for the season, like, the Sixers season is shot, and I don't think they would make that kind of trade, I would assume that they'll, that they're going to do anything they can to get him back this season. And I think he's played on a tournament assist before, but like, obviously, he's had so many injury issues. But like, um, if, if they think Embiid's going to come back this season, they could absolutely need somebody to take more pressure off him. So like, we've talked about Zach going to Philly. Obviously, that's not happening now. Could DeMar be the answer? And could you package even DeMar and Caruso? I don't know if Philly's got the assets to do that, but say it was... Man, I would love... I'd love that 28 Clippers pick. Yeah, I mean, so like... they got in the Harden deal. Yeah, like, would they do that for just DeMar? I mean, to get to DeMar's salary, like, I mean, would they trade... What would that trade even look like? Can they would they trade Tobias? They got a bunch of expirings. They got Marcus Morris. Oh right, they have Morris. Yes, they have. Yeah, uh, I think Covington's an expiring. Yeah, I would think they would want to keep Tobias in that kind of situation. So, yeah, so if they send their expirings and yeah, the Clippers pick for Demar, you should probably say yes. You get some salary relief. You get a prime asset. Uh, you should probably do that. If they also wanted Caruso, I don't know if they can get to what the Bulls would want for like both those guys. That's basically two of their three best players like i don't think the sixers have what they would need for that but i saw somebody in one of my dms post something about i think it was a trade idea for those guys but i don't think it was enough it was damar caruso for morris covington Korkma, springer 2026 first rounder uh i feel like that's just not enough for both those guys probably right yeah like I feel like I'd need like one more first to have Demar and Caruso, but again, for for just Demar, like sure. Again, if you can get a prime asset from the Sixers, uh, and the Sixers could clear again could clearly use that help scoring wise with or without Embiid. Like I guess if they still want to try to compete without Embiid, but even with Embiid, they clearly need more help. Even with Maxi there and the leap he's taken, like they need another guy who can handle the ball more. Uh, because we've seen in the playoffs, even even as good as Embiid has been, like. We've seen him struggle in the playoffs. He wears down, uh, gets shut down sometimes. So yeah, that's yeah, I feel like that seems one of the more popular popular destinations. I mean, like, would Miami still look to make a move like that? Uh, they obviously traded for Terry Rozier already. I don't know the fit if the fit is great there when they have Jimmy Bam, Hero, Rozier. Now, like, I don't really know how that would work. Uh, if they brought in Demar, I think they would probably have to trade Hero in a deal like that. Um, I don't know. That that seems like a weird fit, but I know, I know there were rumors out there about like Demar maybe wanting to go to Miami um, if he were to be traded. And I think the other team there was the Knicks, and the Knicks have been awesome. I know they lost to the Lakers tonight. They didn't. They still haven't had. OG, I think OG and Randall were out. So like the Knicks are have been a. I mean, they've been awesome since they traded for OG. I don't know if they're going to look for another big trade. They're like, I don't know if Demar would really be the right guy in there either for them. But uh, any other teams? Do you think? would make sense for DeMar just trying to figure yeah, out a market I mean, for him. You know, the Clippers are collecting the rest of the uh, superstars born in the 1980s. Yeah. So 
you know, why not add DeRozan, who was born in 1989, <laughs> to that mix? Uh, and would the Lakers you know, trade can, for him? Maybe yeah, Lakers, sure. sure. Like, would they do? Like, they're not going to trade D'Lo. Like, would they do Rui? I, would, I find it hard to believe they would part with their 29 draft pick for DeRozan. Though. Like Rui and like filler Rui 29 filler for Demar. Yeah, like. I don't know if if LeBron is putting as much pressure on them as it seems like he might be like, they might need to do something. And like the DeJounte Murray stuff has kind of quieted down. And like the Hawks have played a little better. Like, I don't know if that's going to really impact their thoughts because I mean, they should probably still make a move there because they're in the same position as the Bulls. Like, sure. You're playing a little better for a little streak or you're, you're still in the fucking 10 seed and not going anywhere. Um, but like the Lakers stuff has quieter down. So like if they don't, if they are out on Murray, if like that doesn't happen, like could DeMar be an option again for like Rui, whatever other salary you need. And that like, would they trade that 2029 first for DeMar if they're like that desperate? Because otherwise, like, I don't know who else they're getting and they could roll that roll kind of roll this over um, and like try to use that pick for like a big, big trade in the off season. But like, does LeBron, like if LeBron is like unhappy about that, like LeBron's like, dude, we need more help now. Maybe they still would use it. Um, this to get anybody to help them this now. So like, I don't know, maybe we'll see. Um, all right, Jace. Yeah. Uh, it's late. It's Saturday night. We've been going for a while. We should wrap it up. Um, brutal day for the bulls. Once again, uh, they lose Zach Levine for the season. They lose to the Sacramento Kings. They almost pulled the reverse Vinny Del Negro. Remember when the Bulls choked away a 35-point lead with Vinny Del Negro as their head coach against the Kings? They tried to basically do the opposite this season. They were fell just short, but honestly, whatever. The big news of the day was the Zach news, and um, it's kind of a disaster. We'll see what happens. We're now a couple days out of the deadline. I know Billy mentioned, uh, talked about how like things really pick up like 48 hours before the deadline. Maybe we'll see some more offers come in. Maybe we'll see the Bulls change their outlook on things. But uh, I don't know, man. We've obviously talked ad nauseum about their situation kind of heading into this deadline. We want them to do something, as we talked about last podcast, even before the Zach, this Zach news. They needed to do something. It becomes even more imperative now. They need to do something. They need to switch their direction up with Zach. Just cooked. Totally cooked. Um, so, yeah. Do something, Bulls. De- trade deadline five days away now. Um, get something done. We'll see what happens. So, that's going to do it for us on this episode of Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. As always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network. Uh, if you like what we're doing here uh, at Cash, go check out all the other great pods. So many great NBA pods all across the Blue Wire Network with Trade Line coming up. Tons of great coverage of that uh, as we move into that. And, of course, Super Bowl is coming up as well. Tons of great NFL coverage and just sports coverage all across Blue Wire. For us here at Cash, please rate and review us. Give us those five-star ratings. Whatever ratings you want to give us, give us that feedback. Always love to hear it. Uh, you can follow us or you can uh, hear us on we're, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those good places. For us, uh, me and Ricky, you can follow us on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. I'm at Bulls underscore J. Ricky at SBN underscore Ricky. Uh, please follow Ricky Ricky's work at SBNation.com. Also, please check out ClutchPoints.com as well. So, brutal day for the Bulls. Zach out. Bulls lose. Trade deadline coming up. Bulls are fucked. We'll see what happens in the next couple days. Uh, we'll be here to talk about whatever does happen. So, we will talk to you guys next time. This, this has been Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.